Section 6 of Birds, Volume 3, Number 4, April 1898. Recorded for LibriVox.org by M. Lee. The Arctic Three-Toed Woodpecker A general similarity of appearance is seen in the members of this family of useful birds and yet the dissimilarity in plumage is so marked in each species that identification is easy from a picture once seen in birds this woodpecker is a resident of the north and is rarely if ever seen south of the great lakes though it is recorded that a specimen was seen on a telegraph pole in chicago a few years ago the black-backed three-toed woodpecker the common name of the arctic has an extended distribution from the atlantic to the pacific and from the northern boundary of the united states northward to the arctic regions its favorite haunts are pine woods of mountainous country in some portions of northern new england it is a rare summer resident audubon says that it occurs in northern massachusetts and in all portions of maine covered by tall trees where it resides it has been found as far south as northern new york and it is said to be a not uncommon resident in those parts of lewis county new york which pertain to the canadian fauna for it is found both in the adirondack region and in the coniferous forests in the tug hill range in the vicinity of lake tahoe and the summits of the sierra nevada it is quite numerous in september at and above six thousand feet it is common in the mountains of oregon and is a rare winter visitant to the extreme northern portion of illinois observation of the habits of this woodpecker is necessarily limited as the bird is not often seen within the regions where it might be studied enough is known on the subject however to enable us to say that they are similar to those of the woodpeckers of the states they excavate their holes in the dead young pine trees at a height from the ground of five or six feet in this respect differing from their cousins who make their nests at a much greater height in the nests are deposited from four to six pure ivory white eggs we suggest that the reader if he has not already done so read the biographies and study the pictures of the representatives of this family that have appeared in this magazine to us they are interesting and instructive beyond comparison with the majority of other feathered factors in creation and present an exceedingly attractive study to those who delight in natural history they are not singing birds and therefore do not furnish forth music to enraptured ears but their agreeable call and love notes their tenor drum beats their fearless presence near the habitations of man winter and summer their usefulness to man in the destruction of insect pests their comparative harmlessness for they cannot be denied subsistence all prove that they should be ever welcome companions of him who was given dominion over the beasts of the field and the birds of the air in city parks where there are many trees bushes and thick shrubbery a good many birds may be seen and heard near the middle of march to-day the twenty-second of the month in a morning stroll we saw and heard the song sparrow a bluebird a robin and two blue jays and would no doubt have been gratified with the presence of other early migrants had the weather been more propitious the sun was obscured by clouds a raw north wind was blowing 
and rain with threatened snow flurries awakened the protective instinct of the songsters and kept them concealed but now these april mornings if you incline to early rising you may hear quite a concert and one worth attending c c m end of section six this recording is in the public domain